rest of the Suguru. Episode 9, The Puppet Master As if being kidnapped by my so-called husband and his odd accomplice wasn't bad enough, the mystery thickens when we arrive at our destination in the past. I cautiously grab Benny's arm. Benny, what the hell is going on? Where are we? We're in Nazi-occupied Germany. Ben answers with a serious demeanor. Don't go wandering off. It's too dangerous. <sighs> oh, Max, you walking stereotype. What the hell have you gotten us into this time? The rain lightens up giving me a closer look at my surroundings. The visual awakens a terror within me. Almost everything is riddled with Nazi regalia. By the looks of the sopping wet posters, obsessively plastered to the city, it's the Fuhrer's birthday today, and the masses are required to celebrate. On this particular street, the night scene is empty. It's just us and photos of the birthday boy Fuhrer, solemnly staring off into the seedy future. <laughs> you can't fool me with your garish jamboree. I already know your fate. The sound of tires on a wet street coupled with boisterous conversation leads us around the corner to the living end of the city. On the next street over, there's a gathering of people, an evening of get-togethers with comrades to celebrate world domination. Ben reads the street signs and hails a cab. We'll have to take a cab the rest of the way. We're pretty far from him. Inside the cab, I clench Ben's hand. The ride remains silent as we're taken in by the sights. The history of such a time... This is a cliché only someone as conceited as Max would dream up. The streets of the center city are coated in litter. Posters, confetti, and streamers. All which mix with the rain, creating a slimy papier-mâché concoction, clogging the storm drains, causing large puddles to form on the curbs. We splash into one of those flooded puddles in front of a massive building. Ben stops Travis before he walks into the door. Travis, you stay here. You're the lookout. Yes, sir. Inside the building, there's an upscale party taking place. I try and stay undercover, but we stick out in this crowd like a sore thumb. Among the soldiers and dignitaries laughing and having a good time, we spy Max, speaking with a group of Nazi officers. Wow! Ben slaps Max on the back. These Nazis really know how to party, eh, Maxipad? Max's eyebrows perch high. He's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Hey, I've been here a while, so I didn't think you figured it out. <laughs> we had a deal, Max. Ben reminds him. Yes, we did, Ben. And how does it feel to be the one on the bottom of the screw-over this time? Max shakes Ben by the shoulder with a drunken slur. You fucking crook! Ben rolls up his sleeves. <laughs> Max grins. Ben, don't be rude. Allow me to introduce my friends. This is Frank. And this is his Nazi contact. Mr. Pooh. Mr. Hank. Mr. Hankerford. He blurts out in a drunken <laughs> laugh. The man puts out his hand to shake. Hans. He gives Max side-eye. Of course, Herr McKenzie knows this. Hans's disgust doesn't go unnoticed. Ben grabs Max by the jacket. Listen, you son of a bitch. If you... Ben looks at me. Abby, why don't you go and uh, get yourself a drink? Uh, I gotta speak with Max a minute. I roll my eyes. Fine. Despite my nosiness, I'm way out of my league in this room. Obviously, I'm not allowed to know what's going on. I don't know if I want to know. I just want to go home. Since I won't be going home anytime soon, I guess I'll just ease my anxiety and get a buzz. I wander over to find the bar, where there's a handsome young man working, dressed for the party in a bow tie and vest. 
An ignorant person may think him to be a mere bartender, but not me. I know better. He's not a hired hand. Makes my stomach turn. Now I really need a drink. Um, a dry martini, please? I hope he can understand English. He nods in coherence. Ugh, you're American. Yes, I am. I watch him make my drink. You speak English pretty well. I was a student in the U.S. I plan to live there someday. He winks and hands me a beautifully made dry martini. Maybe after they release me from this blasted slave world. Shame flows over me. I'm so sorry. He continues on confidently. Don't be. I've made my peace with it. I'll be getting out soon. I sip my delightfully encumbering martini. I thought the Nazis didn't drink alcohol. He smiles. They overlook their own sins, of course. Duplicity is in their blood. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get to know him better. So what's your name? He looks beyond me, causing me to look around. Officers are looking in our direction, muttering. Oh, shit. He leans in closer to me and whispers. Be careful, my friend. We should not speak so freely here. He pushes a napkin under my drink and walks away. I watch him go to the next patron, speculating his intent. Why is he so cryptic? I return to my drink. As I lift my drink, I see there's a note written on the napkin the bartender provided. It reads, To the bird and untamed wind. I know who you are. Trust no one. They are watching you. From Zumi, your friendly bartender. The haiku is short and cryptic, yet says a million words. I search around for him, but he's nowhere to be found. I abandon my drink and rush back to Ben, where the situation has escalated. I have to stop the scene before Max gets us all killed. I grab Ben by the arm. Don't do this here. What? Max takes a deep breath and smiles. She's right. Why don't you guys come with me back to my hotel room? We can't talk about this here. Too many years, you know? The three of us skeptically follow Max to an awaiting car. Max's hotel room is gaudy. Everything from the robes and towels to the notepad by the phone has a swastika. I'll linger near the door for a quick escape. (laughs) Max pulls me further into the room and locks the door. Nice trick, Abby. He winks. We wait silently for a few minutes. The boisterous get-together in the room next door contrasts the intensity created by our situation. Their excited laughter makes me wish I was with them, not caught up in this hateful deadlock. Max stands behind the bar, clinking glasses. He's nervous about something. He chooses his liquor. So why did you come here, Ben? He pours a drink. Seems odd that you'd risk bringing her here just to prove a point. Risked it all for nothing. And she will die for nothing. She won't be dying here. Ben stays focused on Max's every move. But you will. Max slams the flask on the table. You're funny, Ben. You didn't make good on your end of the bargain. And you didn't think there was going to be consequences? You asked me to save her. You wanted her alive. Here she is. He displays me in a Vanna White style. And all I got in return was that defective vest device. Timey-do. He shakes his head. <laughs> Even the name is dumb. You can't just fuck around in the past, Max. Besides, Taimido is priceless. Ben smiles, proud of his quirky device name. I gave you a working time machine. Even made you a manual about it. Can't help it you didn't know how to follow instructions. I know how to read, flyboy. You didn't give me proper instruction. Max looks at me. We were trapped in 1923, as I found out, Abby. He smiles, trying to pull me in. He wants me on his side. Do you remember? All eyes turn to me. What the hell am I supposed to say? How does Max know about my dreams? My alternate reality? I have to say something, because I need answers now. 
You mean to tell me? I approached the subject very carefully. You're in on some insane time-traveling kidnapping plot. I do, Abby. Max's sympathy is a complete 180 from his initial rowdy demeanor. There's so much you don't know. Ben pleads. Abby, don't listen to this guy. He's mad about some deal we never had. This is incredible, but I believe Max. Max continues. Oh, we had a deal, Benny boy. He paces as his anger builds. And you betrayed me. I had to make friends to get by while I was trapped in the fucking past. He waves the watch he stole from Ben. My new friends want what I got. And now... I'm getting just what I was promised. What do you mean, Max? Ben sounds nervous. You can't even use the Imani without us. You used me, all of you, without ever giving me my due. Max takes the gun <laughs> from his holster. Time to pay your dues, buddy. He turns to face us, gun aimed in our direction. I can help you. Our deal is still valid. Ben tries again to talk his way out of this mess. Too late, Ben. I have my help. My friends are powerful people. Max smirks. I break from my paralyzing fear to plead my own case. No, Max, we can work this out, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, Abby, you don't even know what's going on. With the only ammo I have being a dud, dark thoughts hijack my sensibilities. The little things which used to matter are no more, as death's cold stare brings me disgusting chills once again. Max is unhindered. Then you fucked up. I win. My plan is already in motion. He points the gun at Travis, who has remained silent as if his power has been shut off. Hey, dipshit! You think you can stop me? Travis speaks. His demeanor has changed from a normal human to a pre-programmed message. This is an unregistered stop. Please return to the pre-approved route immediately. Explosion imminent. His body twitches in an inhuman motion. This is an unregistered stop. Please That's enough out of you. To the Explosion. <laughs> Max shoots Travis in the head. What's going on? My blood runs cold. I fail at my attempt to suppress my screaming. You just shot him! Max finishes his drink and tosses the glass to the floor. What? That I did, Abby. Why? Oh, relax, Abby. He was just a robot. He's a pre-pro. Max shakes his head and glowers at Travis. So fucking useless. Ben seizes the opportunity, breaks position, and lunges for the gun. Max pulls the trigger, hitting him in the stomach. Ben falls to the ground slowly, What's still with the energy to fight. Speaking of useless, that was dumb, Ben. <laughs> Max mocks Ben as he lay bleeding. He aims the gun to finish Ben's gasp. No! I thrust myself over Ben's fallen body. No, don't kill him, Max. <laughs> Benny, stay with me, please. Ben touches my face and his stay weak voice mutters out. Don't please. die here in the past, Abby. Oh. His eyes roll back in his head and his breathing stops. <laughs> Max grabs me by my hair, pulling me to my feet. I swing my arm around, managing a punch to the nose. That only pisses him off further. He throws me across the room as if I weigh nothing. As if I am nothing. I revert into the fetal position and cover my head. If this is a dream, now would be a great time to wake up. My thoughts scatter through my mind. I need to know who I am. I need to remember myself. I remember many paths, but I don't remember which one is really mine. I'm going to die and I don't even remember my own life. Someone stole my memories. Someone stole my past. Now I'm forced to face the cold end alone and confused. Why the fuck am I here? A single gunshot. I lift my eyes to see Ben's been shot through the head. Oh, well, 
That shit was messier than I thought it would be. Max walks to the bathroom, grabs a towel, and wipes his hands. Let's go, Abby. Stand up. He tosses the towel over Ben's head. No, I don't want to live anymore. Just finish me off. Boo, motherfucking who, Abby? He picks me up by the arm. Let's go. He waves to Ben's lifeless body as he drags me out to the car. Say, bye-bye, Benny. This can only get worse from here. An officer assists Max, enforcing me into the car, and asks, Did you get rid of the sympathizers? Max grins. Oh yeah, you can send your guys in now. He nods to the driver, and we speed off. From the sound of things, Max knows more than I thought. But who is the puppet master? The one pulling all of the strings? Clearly, it's not Max. But why is he here? More importantly, why am I here? It almost sounds like somebody is trying to kill me. There's no way Max is set out to be my hero. There's something in this for him. What can someone like him gain from these archaic authoritarians? We arrive at a lavish mansion, almost castle-esque. It would be a romantic getaway, (laughs) if that was the intent. Max drags me up the stairs by my arm and shoves me into a bedroom. The light clicks on and introduces a cold brick room with a canopy bed, small vanity, and a wardrobe. Max starts a fire in the fireplace. See? I'm not a bad guy. Warm up and get some rest. Next time on Tales of the Zuguru. <laughs> My disgust breeds with every dawn and dust. I said I'm going to take over the world. Just with the technology I have. Why do you need my help? Looks like you've had everything figured out. What if I pulled the trigger out? A glove made of skin? No one else tells you anything. I'll tell you my story. And hopefully it helps you. Bored and curious is a dangerous combination. Well, he's the nuttiest piece of fruitcake in this thrown-together plan. They screwed up your life. Alien clones? Just like they did to me. I have a lack of legitimacy I'll hanging over my head. I a beautiful wife by my side when I rule the world. I can't help but to question if we will succeed or merely end up a footnote in the history books. That's my girl. Way to get shit done.